The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, November 16th, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change. If it's Tuesday, that means only one thing. The weather has turned and Dwayne Long is here. Dwayne, how goes it? I'm living my best life, man. We're cruising. We're coming off a huge win. And well, other than it got cold too quick, things are good. Things are good. We've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to look back at the win over Purdue. We're going to preview the game against Michigan State. We're going to talk about a huge recruiting addition. Then we're going to talk about the college football playoff top four that will be released later this evening. But we start with a quick look back. Dwayne, your long view was very popular. Ohio State dominated, got up 42-7, to and then coasted to a 59-31 win over Purdue. Now that you've had a few days to think about it, what do you think? You know what, Dan? My thinking has not changed on that. When you look back at that performance, where were the flaws? Where, you know, people go, the defense, the defense, oh, shut up. The defense did what it needed to do. It, this was a, a, this is a team came in here six and three. This is definitely the best team we have played since Oregon. They came in here six and three. They were giant killers. They've taken down two top five teams this, this season already. We thought we were in for a dogfight, and we absolutely opened up a big old can of whoop-ass on this team. The offense did things that was just, they couldn't do anything wrong. Stroud was 31-38, and, and like I said in my long view, there were a couple of, uh, Olave actually dropped two passes in a game. That You're never going to see that again. So, you know, he was pushing into absolutely flawless uh, uh, throwing Henderson back to his full stride offensive line was just impenetrable. It was just an incredible, one of those offensive performances. You're not going to forget anytime soon. And the defense just look, keep them in front of you. They can't stop us from scoring. If they score half the time, they got the ball. We're still blowing this team out. And, and here's the, the biggest, the biggest thing for me, all of us talking, All of us listening have played competitive sports. When you're way up on the other team, you're gonna you're gonna take the foot off the gas. It's just natural. We did. We we you know we weren't we were just playing it out. You know, it's like what's the clock say now? It was over at halftime. So you know, people are making way too big an issue. Over, over what the defense gave up. Everybody's been giving up points and yards to this team. And 
we beat them by 30 points. Come on, people. They don't release garbage time statistics, but much of Purdue's good numbers, including basically all of David Bell's production, came when the outcome was already decided. I agree with you completely. Very impressive performance, and we would be remiss if we did not mention the just unbelievable performance of Garrett Wilson, who took a week off, came back in flying colors. To have the statistics that their receivers do, I think we got we kind of all expected a season like this, but still super impressive. Before the game, Ohio State received just some tremendous news. Local star, class of 2023 standout. I think you could make an argument. One of the top five players in the class of 2023. Sonny Styles, son of Lorenzo, brother of Lorenzo at Notre Dame, verbally committed to Ohio State. He had offers from everybody. He visited everybody but eventually settled on staying at home. When you think about the fact that Ohio State has glaring needs on defense, and though he won't be here next season or the season after, at the bullet and in the safety spot, this is about as big a pickup as you can get on the recruiting trail. Oh, Dan, this is just massive. This kid is just, you know, you're looking at a – I was watching basketball of him as a freshman, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Kid, he looks like a senior already just – athletically off the charts, just special talent. You could see it right away. You're he's plug and play. He's a kid. He's probably going to be far too big to even think about as a safety, even though he's so athletic, you, you know, you got that in the back of your mind, you know, can he play safety at two forty? I, I don't know. He's going to be a big kid. We need to improve our linebacker ranks. I mean, we, we stole one. Right now, the best linebacker we have in the whack is Steel Chambers, who came here as a running back. We we need to improve that position. I, I like what I'm seeing out of Corey Simon. This is a huge get. I have visions of Zion Branch, Xavier Wongpa, Sonny Styles back there. Now that's when we're talking about these super athletic freaks that can make plays everywhere. The name you're going to hear come up with Sonny Styles a lot is Isaiah Simmons, the guy who starred at Clemson and was seemingly too big to be a safety, seemingly on his way to being an outside linebacker or a defensive end, but just so blessed physically that can play in the field and cover that. I mean, you can't put into words how big of a recruit Sonny is. And plus, he's a local. Like we've said, when you have guys like Jack Sawyer, Zach Harrison come up locally, you must get them into the fold. So we are ecstatic about that. And he's a legacy. That always does something for fans. No doubt. Father Lorenzo Styles. Keep in mind, his brother was very close to getting an Ohio State offer, but didn't and went to Notre Dame and is a very good player there. So there was some thought that Sonny might do that. You mentioned his prowess on the basketball court, and I've said this to try and give people an understanding of just how dominant an athlete he is. He plays for the All-Ohio Red 16 and under. It's one of the best select teams in the entire state in any age group. They played at the Peach Jam this past summer, which is a collection of the top 30 Nike select teams in the country. He did not start for All-Ohio Red, and they played 10 games. He finished third in blocks among every single team there. If you look at the other guys in the top five, you'll remember them because they're going to be lottery picks to play center in the NBA. So just to give you an understanding of his athleticism, among the best basketball players in the country, he was clearly the best athlete on the floor and the strongest most nights. So this is an unbelievable pickup, and we're just lucky his dad originally chose Ohio State. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and tackle the rest of our topics.
When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement for his man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. All right, we are back. Dwayne, Michigan State is on the docket for this weekend. Noon start at the shoe. This would have been a much bigger game had they not fallen to Purdue two weeks ago, but still an enormous game. Your thoughts on the Spartans led by Heisman frontrunner Kenneth Walker. We need to make sure the woodshed is clear because we're taking them out there and we're going to whoop that ass. They're well coached. They play hard. These guys bring it like D'Antonio's better teams, except they're not very good. And there seems to be some question about how healthy he's going to be when he steps on the field. They're a one-dimensional team. That quarterback is just average. They're solid defensively. I'm, I'm saying that it could look like Purdue. Just go out and whoop it until you can't whoop it no more. That would be certainly enjoyable. Um, We'll get Devo on the soundtrack there. But they do go over the top a lot. If you look at their offense, their strength is obviously running the ball. But then uh, they like to go over the top. So their their yards per play on completion is very high. I don't think Denzel Burke is going to face a challenge like he did with David Bell. And he passed that with flying colors. Flying colors, people. Seriously, one of the things I really like to see out of Ohio State is 14 to 3 or 14 nothing. They score in their first two possessions. It's very hard for the other team to keep up. They start to have to play tendency football, and that's when we can pin our ears back. The one concern I have from the week against Purdue was no sacks. With that many passing attempts, you should have had a few sacks. So we'll see if that grows. But I'm with you in that I don't see this being a very competitive game. And I will say this. Though they are not competing against each other because they're both offensive players. Can't help but look at C.J. Stroud and Kenneth Walker and think this is going to kind of be a Heisman playoff game. And like I've said, after that, the only thing that will be able to take it away from this is Bryce Young beats Georgia in the SEC championship game. It's not going to happen. You don't see that happening? I have watched Alabama several times this year. Kickoff to final gun. It's just not that impressive a football team. They are just not a a dominating defense. Their offense could get rolling. I think Georgia's going to win that game, and it's going to be, I'm not going to say a big win. They're not going to run them out of the the stadium. But I think Georgia's going to handle them. It's going to be a clear uh, Georgia victory. So let's handle that now. The college football playoff rankings will be announced later this evening. There won't be any change in who the top four is. You're going to have Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, and Ohio State. I think the one question is, will Ohio State jump Oregon now or later? I don't think it's an issue tonight. What do you think the top four will be tonight? And maybe give me five and six. Well, I would go with that top four. I mean, it's pretty obvious that those four have – at this point, separated themselves. After that, I'll go with Michigan. Michigan just keeps winning. They went in and beat Penn State at Penn State. Michigan could could be that number five. They could, and if they're not five, they'll be six. I could not agree more. I think Michigan will be the number five team. So it's all setting up for Ohio State to be in prime position. 
if you look at most of the college football playoff projections right now, long term, the committee basically has it set up as the best possible team is an undefeated Georgia. The second best team would be Alabama at 12 and one if they beat Georgia. The third best team would be Georgia with one loss. And then the fourth best team would be the Big Ten champion if it had one loss, which would be Ohio State. So if you figure that out, the only real outcome for Ohio State is to be two or three. Win out, be two or three, maybe play Cincinnati in the first round and then take on Georgia. It all sounds very glorious from here. We'll be covering the playoff rankings tonight and have stuff out on it right after it happens. We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. 